Opinions expressed are not necessarily those of Salem Media Group, this station, or its advertisers. Live from Northern California, it's Lifeline with Jesse Gastan. He's the host of Way of Grace, a pastor and a community leader. He's a teacher and an inspiration. He's Lifeline's own Jesse Gastan. Edition of Lifeline, time 5.05 on this July 17th, 2023. Um, it's warm. You might as well know that it's very warm out today here in the Bay Area, and uh, you need to just be careful. If you have air conditions, you're blessed. I don't, but uh, we do have windows. And our windows are open, and there is a nice breeze flowing through at this time. I'm very thankful uh, for that. Probably got some feedback going on back there. Something um, having heard quite a few epidemiologists over the last year and their complex sort of analysis of data and, and uh, how tricky the meaning can be of what data is saying and not saying so as to either provide hope or skepticism as to the certainty of things you know we're all trying to figure out what's going on and uh and again i'm, I'm hearing some feedback i'm trying to put a position my there may be something potted up there we go well still a little bit of feedback in there you guys got to try to help me out but i was reading an article there we go um it's coming i hope it's not going out into the audience that would be pretty bad if you guys are giving feedback let me know gbc uh haywood at gmail.com or you guys can call into the show and say we're getting getting too much feedback i'm trying to make sure that's not happening on my end but yeah i was reading a, a very interesting article here recently because as you guys all know we're trying to figure out what does the World Health Organization mean by um, by another pandemic on the way? That's what we are are trying to trying to figure out. And uh, many of us believe that a lot of things went wrong so bad last time that we don't need to be having people being troubled or struggling with um, struggling with uh, being told that they need to lock down, being told that they need to wear masks being told that they need to social distance and all of the things that, you know, many of many of the scientists who were already in front of this, having already had some, uh, some knowledge of epidemics and things of that nature have already told us those kind of stratagems don't work. That's not the way you deal with a pandemic and epidemic or any kind of outbreak. You don't, you don't shut down society as if the threat is equally dangerous to all persons and peoples everywhere. So, um, we're, we're, we're still trying to figure out whether or not our government has uh, come up to par on that end of the problem because, yes, uh, for those of you who may be, you know, paying careful attention to the media, and in particular, if you have an interest in uh, geopolitics and global politics, you should know that uh, the World Health Organization is saying it's not if, just a matter of when. And then all those that are on the board with the uh, World Health Organization, and it seems like our present administration is absolutely just bent on doing whatever uh, the World Health Organization tells it to do, uh, which is the which amounts to giving up uh, the sovereignty of uh, 
of, of the United States when it comes to, to epidemics. That's exactly what you and I experienced here for almost three, two and a half years under Gavin Newsom. He did not budge. He did not, uh, he did not even think about it. He did not even uh, vary or alter one iota on the recommendations of the World Health Organization and uh, and the Biden administration. And so, it, you know, California suffered significantly, uh, not only in terms of the impact of uh, COVID, if you will, but its impact sociologically, educationally, and, and, and obviously also um, economically. And we're trying to figure out how do we uh, how do we deal with the next one in terms of what do we say to our government? <laughs> Excuse me. How do we oppose our government? How do we let them know that we're already um, up on the data. We're already very much aware of the facts on the ground after, uh, I can't even imagine, hundreds and hundreds of debates across our country and around the world. Um, you, you can't shut us out. You can't keep us from finding out. We, we know, so the gig is up. You don't need to act like the only persons who are in control of the truth are you and the CDC and the FDA uh, and the World Health Organization. That is not true. 70% of people on the planet do not agree with you. Tons of nations didn't buy it in the first place. So uh, why, why don't you uh, work your way into another strategy as to help us out truly if we are coming up against uh, a variant that you are suggesting could be even more dangerous and more volatile and more harmful to us uh, in order to once again try to strong arm us and force us into a relationship with Big Pharma, particularly Pfizer, when we have discovered through Freedom of Information Acts and through legitimate legal means that uh, that it was fraudulent and uh, and criminal, um, albeit because it was under emergency use authority, you could get away with it. You won't get away with it in the final judgment, but you might get away with it now. And I'm I'm really kind of wondering what the American people are going to do since, again, so many people have been informed by all of the media outlets that are the alternative to your legacy media. But a very, uh, so many things we can talk about today, you guys, so we'll spend a couple hours kind of get at certain things. The first thing that I wanted to say, just um, as a, um, as a kind of response to, well, how do you know? How do you know the vaccines harm versus helped people, did more harm than helping of people? There was a new study uh, uh, using the Amish people as a kind of a double blind placebo uh, uh, randomized trial, uh, which is what should have happened with the, with the so-called jab before it even was brought out. So you can really know the effectiveness of something and, 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 and even its harm. If you have a group of people on one side who, who take the jab, you know, being a good soldier, and then you have another group of people, the same number on the other side, and they all meet all of the criteriums throughout the stratification process of age and, and health and, 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 and environmental conditions, et cetera, et cetera. Now you have a very good marker for determining the efficacy and harm of a vaccine cause. If you give 10 people the vaccine and three of them have a very bad reaction to it, uh, and then 10 other people who didn't take it and only one had 
some kind of response to the so-called uh, COVID virus, then we, we have a small indicator. Now you have to, again, generalize that out to tens of thousands of people to get a really good sample. But once you once you uh, reduce all the sort of confounding measures that might make the uh, numbers uh, somewhat dubious, you, you can come up with a good result. And here is what we heard in the new study finds zero Amish children diagnosed with cancer or diabetes or autism, zero Amish children diagnosed with cancer, diabetes or autism. Isn't that something that we should be talking about in the nation? Here's a group of people that live with us, have been living with us for a long time. And we're looking at their children and we're looking at uh, you know, cancers and diabetes and autisms and all of the things that we kind of normally attribute to what it means to be an American born in this country over the last 40 years. Like everybody's got something. I grew up with autoimmune deficiency. I grew up with asthma and different al allergic reactions. And these were all called, called normal. And of course, as a child, I did have certain vaccines as well uh, given to me by my parents because of their ignorance. But across America, the current population of the Amish people is quickly approaching, this is what the stat said, 400,000. And the largest con concentration of Amish citizens are 90,000. This was in Pennsylvania, you guys, uh, and 82,000 in Ohio. So Amish communities have settled in as many as 32 uh, of the U.S. states. And so it says here, the Amish are a group of traditionalist Christians who are known for simple living, plain dress, and Christian pacifism. So the article is getting ready to um, state their, their findings uh, here, and it speaks to the Amish's value of rural life, uh, manual labor, humility, and submission to God's will with a view neither to interrupt family time nor replace face-to-face -face conversations whenever possible. But it goes on to say, uh, the main difference in the study revealed is that the Amish communities completely ignored the guidelines from the U.S. Center for Disease Control and Prevention. Amish families did not get vaccinated or wear masks, nor did they engage in lockdown, social distancing, or any other type of restriction. What a great example for our FDA, CDC, NIH, and NIH uh, uh, NIH to be able to use that as a model and example to see, okay, these people ignored all the policies and what was the outcome? The, the, uh, the um, information goes on to say, but the separated communities didn't avoid catching the virus. They did catch the virus. Ha! Huh? Point number one, there was a bug. There was some kind of pathogen going around that got a lot of people, including yours truly. And he says, however, as roughly 90% of the Amish have been infected with COVID, these chronic conditions, which many vaccinated children and swaps of Americans suffered from, included autoimmune disease, heart disease, diabetes, asthma, ADHD, arthritis, cancer, and autism. During testimony before the Pennsylvania Senate, expert health advocates shared details on why there have never been any reports published regarding the health of the Amish children in general. That's a great question, isn't it? You got, what, 400,000 people over in that area. They, they did a study of 90,000 people in Pennsylvania. And, and, and none of them got severely sick. And none of them took the vaccine. What, what do you say to that?
There's a lot to be said to that because you could extrapolate that across different countries, the countries that did not take the vaccines, even though they were also hit with COVID, fared better than the countries that did. And the worst country to fare the most difficulties with the virus is America. And we were the number one country that was forced on this protocol of a jab. That is a newsworthy conversation that you're not hearing in the media. Okay, this is the Monday edition of Lifeline. We're going to be talking about uh, Mr. Biden. We're going to be talking about um, the Republican candidates. They've spoken out, and Tucker Carlson was able to vet them a little bit. That was interesting. The number is one 367 have a couple of other tidbits I want to talk to you about today as well. My job is to keep you informed as much as I can about the kind of view that you and I need to know because we know something is fishy in our media, do we not? one 367 one You can give me a call. I'll be right back. And now back to Lifeline. Indeed we are. The time is 522 on the Monday edition of Lifeline. Four lines are open, one 367 Four lines are open, one 367 Beautiful, beautiful day here in Casco Valley. I'm sure it is in Fremont. Um, we are uh, inestimably blessed to be Californians and to be Americans. But we are going to have to be vigilant because the four horsemen of the apocalypse are certainly riding. For those of us who have not taken the blue pill, we're very much awake and very much aware that our world is moving in a bad direction. You know that um, we could easily begin a conversation about the uh, transgenderism of our kids, the uh, morphing of our children. We're not going to do that right now. I am going to be talking about Sounds of Freedom in a moment because it seems to be something that is absolutely a major threat to the left. And we're going to once again revisit how do you know when your government is lying to you? Because they just, they don't seem to get it. You can fool a person once or twice, but you're not going to be able to fool them over and over and over again. Why? Because they can pick up on your tricks pretty soon. You have patterns. And we'll talk about that with the Sounds of Grace because the Sounds of Grace is knocking too close on the doors of some of our government officials around the abuse and trafficking of our children. But getting back to the, um, to the Amish and a very, very important study that they did, uh, this is Steve Kirsch, and many of you guys know who Steve Kirsch is. He's testifying in the Senate in Pennsylvania, and he said, after decades of studying the Amish, there's no report because the report would be devastating to the narrative, uh, Kirsch testified. It would show that the CDC has been harming the public for decades and saying nothing and burying all the data. Now, you and I have been used to this language before, have we not? I haven't lied to you about that. We've kind of tracked Big Pharma for a long time. We've watched the brave uh, scientists, pathologists, epidemiologists, virologists, uh, expose uh, Big Pharma for uh, lying about the harm. They knew it even before the drug went out. The small testing that they did indicated serious problems to the tune of 1,279 different symptoms uh, that were um, uh, that were given uh, through VAERS by many people, including doctors. Um, so uh, we already knew that these difficulties were there. Steve goes on to say, 
um, leading American cardiologist and friend of the leading reports, Dr. Peter McCullough, if you guys know him. By the way, when your government smears someone, when your government uses ad hominems uh, against someone, when your government turns them into a conspiracy theorist, when your government says that they are whack jobs, understand your government is exercising Russian type ideological subversion. It is propaganda. It's designed for you not to pursue that individual or their allegations. Whenever you hear your government smear ad hominems, pejoratives, propagandizing, uh, warning about conspiracy theory, follow that trail, okay? You're gonna get way more information than you do the Stated News Initiative, all right? I'm just letting you know. McCullough has testified before the U.S. Senate and before legislature throughout the U.S. regarding the dangers of the, of the mRNA jab, as this article goes on to say. Kirsch and McCullough joined top attorneys Thomas Raines and the medical, uh, medical legal death investigator Graham Heatrick on a panel of experts who testified before the Pennsylvania State Senate. The experts all noted that chronic conditions are soaring among American people. However, they concluded that these conditions are non-existent among unvaxxed Amish communities. According to the VSRF study, not one single Amish child could be found who had suffered cancer, autism, heart disease, or other conditions that are on the rise among American children. In other words, the Amish are healthy. Now, if, if that's not good news, I mean, if it's not good news to you and me that we can find a way to test the grounds and reasons and cause or at least correlations of the sicknesses that Americans are going through, and America is one of the most unhealthy nations on the planet, um, if, if we can find groups that we can uh, equate and see these vast differences, even among American citizens, that has a lot to say about what we're exposed to, what we're contaminated by, what we are eating, and what we certainly are taking in by the recommendation of our medical industry. That is something for you and I to know. You can just take the Amish up, you can go online, do your own research, it's there. They didn't suffer the plagues of Egypt because they sanctified themselves and they set themselves apart and they have a holistic approach to life in America because they do not want to be the victims of a medical industry that makes billions and trillions of dollars off of getting you sick and keeping you sick. This is the God honest truth. This is the other reason why Robert F. Kennedy Jr. running for president of the United States is one of the most dangerous men in America. They do not want his voice to get out, yet he is really running high in the polls when it comes to becoming one of the Democratic uh, candidates for president. I don't know what Biden or his administration are going to do, but they got their hands full with about two uh, very, very, very uh, powerful Democratic prospects uh, the, to say the least, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. is just knocking it out of the park. Why? Why? Because he's addressing the very questions we as American people want to hear and our media and our government is not being honest to us about. And so uh, this is going to be great. This particular round of elections is going to be, be great. I want you to keep your ear to the pulse. I want you to stay wide open, listen to both sides and the middle, 
uh, ground yourself in God's word and be ready for a very vigorous battle of lies coming out of your media. Remember, when you hear them say, go left, go right. When you hear them say, don't pay attention to him, pay a lot of attention to him or her. I'm going to bring up another absolutely bizarre thing briefly coming from your CDC. Do you know what that is? They are endorsing what is called today chest feeding. Yes, your CDC, which is supposed to be the agency that protects you and I by information, letting us know when we are in danger on a medical level, is now asserting that chest feeding for biological males uh, is now triggering criticism, but the CDC is endorsing it. Is that wild or not? Here, your major, major medical component to the medical industry where people look to them for advice and insight. They're supposed to be overseers. They're supposed to be watchmen. They're supposed to gather data. They're supposed to analyze that data. They're supposed to return to the public. Their assessment of the data is suggesting that it's all right for trans women who are nothing but men with foul breasts to, to chest feed babies. The Center for Disease Control and Prevention made headlines this week after the Daily Mail reported the agency endorsed chest feeding by publishing guidance for trans-identified biological males on how to induce lactation. News report. We are in 1984. This is wild and bizarre. This is not even funny. This is insane. This is irrational. This is psychopathic. Men cannot breastfeed children. Newsflash, this is Gotham City. And you and I need to wake up to the realities of this. I'm going to talk about this and much more. I definitely want to get to why there is so much noise being made against the good folks that made the movie Sounds of Grace. You've heard about it. I know you have. Give me a call. one 367 5329 one Chest feeding. Are you kidding me? You see, this is a culture of death ready to wipe our children out. What kind of toxins? What kind of poisons? What kind of weird, bizarre hormones? What kind of pulse? and uh, vile things will leak out of the chest of a man who has a mental problem around his gender uh, into the body of that child. What kind of brain damage will that produce? What kind of physiological damage will that do to the child? This is utterly irrational and insane. And if you don't live for anybody else, why don't you live for the children? Jesus said... Woe unto him that harms one of these little ones. It'd much be better if he took a millstone and put it into it now than to harm one of these little ones. This is God's son talking, which means those of us who are professing Christians, we should be echoing him. We should be representing him. We should be saying to the world, no, 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 not this time. This is the Monday edition of Lifeline. We'll be right back. And now back to Lifeline. Indeed we are. The time is 5.55 on the Monday edition of Lifeline. Three lines open. one 367 one To take your questions and your, your comments. I know you have them, so give me a call. I do have three lines open. one 
3675329. Let me finish this article before we move on to other topics dealing with this notion called chest feeding versus breastfeeding by a trans woman, which is not a real woman, but a man desiring to be something they could never ever be biologically or factually. They go on to say, inducing lactation requires taking a combination of drugs. Now, now this is what the trans person has to do. Inducing lactation requires taking a combination of drugs, including hormonal contraceptive drugs to provide estrogen and progesterone and an androgen blocker to re reproduce the hormonal milieu of pregnancy. The protocol can also include a heart medication, an antipsychotic, a sedative, and the off-label use of anti-nausea drugs to stimulate lactation called, uh, what is it called, domperidone. Domperidone, Domperidone, which is not approved by the U.S. Food Drug Administration for use in the USA. Domperidone, I'm trying to think what that is, a combination word, it'll come up, somebody will uh, explain that sharply, don't have time to look up its etymology. But experts such as retired pediatrician Dr. Paul Thomas told the defender, this here is the news outlet of Robert F. Kennedy Jr., a great, great, a great, great place to go for absolute spot on information, the defender. They had grave concerns about chest feeding as a way for trans identified biological males to feed babies. Thomas said the question of what is best for the baby should be the primary, if not only concern. I would wholeheartedly agree. When we become parents to an infant, we set aside our own needs and focus on what is best for our baby, said Thomas. When it comes to nutrition, breast, not chest milk is best, he added. But if making breast milk requires pharmaceutical medications with known bad side effects, the milk produced is not safe breast milk. Listen, I should go on, but I need to stop and say, are we not at present having an insane conversation? This is what I mean by we are moving deeply into how Aldous Huxley's brave new world. We are off the plantation now with these fictitious categories of false reality. Would you not say so? Listen, the needs and best interests of the child are entirely missing from the discussion of biological males who identify as females inducing lactation. When an infant is being fed milk produced by a human other than the woman who grew up, uh, grew and birthed her, birthed the child, a breach in the maternal bond has occurred. There's no doubt about it. The baby that's being forced up on the breast of that man is a breached baby. In cases of tragedy or maternal illness, donor milk may serve as the next best thing to be nursed by one's mother. But this should be viewed as harm reduction rather than the ideal way to feed an infant. I mean, the article goes on to just deal with all kind of reasons for which we should immediately and categorically reject chest feeding. But there you go. Your CDC, along with so many other institu institutions, are so sleep woke that uh, it begs the question, if we're not dealing with just some mass demonic presence in both of those institutions wanting to usher in this new world order of absolute 
uh, transhumanism uh, beginning with our babies. Um, this is wild. Let me go to the phone lines for a minute, and then we'll consider some other articles that I want to bring to your attention. Let's go to line number one and talk with Eileen from Hayward. Eileen, are you there? Yes. Hi, Jesse. How are you? Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm good. How are you? I'm great. You sound uh, you sound quite a distance away. Oh, I'm driving. Okay. Um, but yeah, um, some of those things are very frightening, what you just said. I, I hadn't heard that. But um, I wanted to make a comment about the COVID um, vaccination because there was one country that had more of their population uh, vaccinated than us, and that was Israel. That's true. And, you, uh, yeah, no, you and are... they had all that monkeypox, you know, outbreak. And now in this country, we don't even call it monkeypox. We call it mpox. This is very true. This is very true. You are right. Now, the reason I didn't mention that is only because of the numbers. We have so many more numbers, Eileen, in uh, in America than, uh, than, than Israel. But Israel was a leading pack of lambs led to the slaughter with these vaccines because their government did not even tell the people that they had bought into contracts with Pfizer um, for two and three and four uh, extra doses. In other words, they were completely, their government was completely complicit in an open experimentation with the people of Israel, and they're sick as can be with all kinds of pulse jabbed uh, consequences and, uh, and sicknesses and, and things of that nature. So you're absolutely right about that. What else might be on your plate now that I have the good pleasure of hearing your voice, having not seen your face in a long time? What's going on with you? Well, you mentioned that thing about the, the chest feeding, you know, um, my nephew had asked me, when did all this stuff start? You know, and I had to tell him, well, you know, his great grandmother had mentioned this, my grandmother, but she okay. said, read the word. It says when they fail to retain God in their knowledge. And then it goes on and it, it describes the homosexuality and all these things that will happen. And, and it didn't take very long. Once they took a, a prayer in the Bible out of school, two generations. You are absolutely right. Let's see how this goes. Now, I'm 62. How old are you? 57, 58, Okay, 58. It, it took you a little while to think that through. So, so, so yeah, so we're in that same ballpark. And in our day, homosexuality was emerging. It was not accepted. It was not largely uh, condoned. I, um, uh, uh, let's see, uh, uh, it's a podcast by one uh, David Patrick is called um, Education or something like that, Edutainment. He does a great job. He did a uh, analysis the other day on the fact that in the 60s, from the 40s to the 60s, there was little or no affirmation of homosexual practice as being something accepted and normal. By the time we got into the 80s, it was a significant yeah. shift upward. By the time we got to the era of Obama, it was alarmingly uh, 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 pro-homosexual. And like you said, grandma already saw what uh, Romans chapter 1, verse 24 through 28 says, because they did not want to retain God in their knowledge. Yeah. God gave them over to a reprobate, reprobate mind that they should do those things that are inconvenient in their bodies. And this is the whole 
shebangle here because what we're talking about are inconveniences to the bodies. The body That's was right. not made to be cut up, chopped up. It, it was not made to be uh, 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 modified by hormones or injections or by all these other kinds of synthetics. It wasn't designed to, uh, to oppose or misrepresent the binary male and female category that God had set up. That's the best way for us to thrive as human beings. But here we are dealing with crazy like I don't know what. Yep, you're absolutely right, Jesse. Absolutely yeah, listen here. right. Thank, thank you for the call. Be safe and call back. Let me go to line number, let's see here, line number two before I take a break. Let me talk with Leslie from San Francisco. Leslie, are you there? Yes. Hi, Pastor Jesse. Thank you for taking my call. Yes. What's going on? I'm calling, I'm following up on what you said earlier in this session about the elections coming up. Absolutely. And, and so um, Tom Wong and I are conducting a star search where we are encouraging everyday people to run for office or to support candidates. We need better candidates running that are running for the right reasons. They're not running for or for their personal power, but they really want to serve the community. I agree. Many people can do it. You don't have to have special education for most of these positions. And there are many, many local positions, every single city in Alameda County. And we're willing to help train and to identify uh, positions that you can run for or match you up with candidates that are running. And, and it's listen, not enough just to vote. Yes, I agree. I agree to, well, yeah. I mean, the founding fathers uh, establishing the constitution made it very clear that what we want in order to maintain a free sovereign nation are informed citizens and involved citizens. Um, I am more and more compelled to want to make sure that those that are listening to my voice understand that as you and I are called to be Christians, we are called to be Americans, we are called to be uh, citizens of good faith, we are also to be participants in this great experiment called democracy, or as we know it, a representative republic. And um, we need people who uh, are willing to get in there and make some changes um, by a gracious uh, presentation and participation in the process. And, and what Leslie and Tom Wong are willing to do, along with everyone else in their, in their staff and team, is help people prepare for that. Um, so tell us where the next meeting is going to be. In Union City, at the mm -hmm. Union City Park, that's uh, 34007. Alvarado Niles Road in Union City. And it is and July that, 27th. Got it. July 27th at what time? 5.30 p.m. to 7.30 p.m. And give us the library name once again. Union City Public Library. That's going to be July 27th at 5.30 p.m. Yes. That What day is that, a Thursday? That's a Thursday. Okay, sounds good to me. That means between now and, and now and then we'll get one more opportunity to talk about it. Thanks for the call, right. Leslie. I hope that people are coming out. We can keep praying for that because 
That's where the change needs to happen, on the ground and then all the way matriculating up into our major federal offices. Thank you for the call. Got to take a hard break. When I come back, we'll deal with Ann from Palo Alto. Three lines open, one 367 We'll be right back. And now back to Lifeline. We are at the time 552 on the Monday edition of Lifeline. It is so funny. If you are uh, listening to yours truly, Jesse Gister, and you've been listening to me for many, many years, particularly throughout this whole fiasco called the pandemic, uh, isn't it remarkable how the commercials you're even hearing on this blessed program uh, are now openly affirming many, many of the things you and I talked about uh, for many years now. I mean, how, you know, just a couple years ago, almost everything that you and I were discussing then was said conspiracy theory. But here you hear now on the commercials, ESG. This is the environmental social governance mechanism that has been plopped down on businesses that is supported by our uh, uh, government to actually force companies into compliance with this whole woke doctrine so that if they do not uh, obey the policies from the ground up, trans policies, uh, LGBT policies, then they will be uh, docked in their so-called credit score and it will impact them at the uh, standard and poor's at the stock market level because major companies like Blackstone and others, which are also backed by the money of Bill Gates and uh, supported by the infrastructure of the World Economic Forum um, and is part of the global agenda. This is a major, major uh, open conspiracy um, sort of signal that's just becoming very plain, isn't it? Very plain. The goal of a fascist system, which is a plutocracy, this is a combination of governments and businesses. The goal of a government business plutocratic uh, combine is to confiscate as much economic power as possible so as to force men and women to do what it wants at the threat of financial instability and therefore economic harm. This is indeed an echo, a manifestation of Revelation chapter 13, verses 16 through 18. No one will be able to buy or sell unless they bow down, receive the mark of the beast, submit to policies that you know are unbiblical uh, and, and ungodly and are unhelpful. And yet, if you don't do it, you won't be able to survive. And this is what's happening. It's a worldwide takeover. It's not completely successful, but it would be if we don't continue talking and exposing it as it is now emerging to be obvious that we were telling the truth all along. Let's go to line number three for a moment and talk with Ann from Palo Alto. Ann, are you there? Yes, hello. Um, thanks for taking the call. Hi, I Ann. had a comment to make, and then I had a question, a different question. I'm just thinking that, you know, this whole tranny thing and the gays are the greatest thing in the world. It's because of the parents. They just can't accept that their kid is abnormal. So they're just trying to force everyone to agree that it's normal behavior. Because they, they can't accept it otherwise. That's what I think. But anyway, my question is, I think we're under judgment. But Rome was under judgment. You know, Israel was under judgment. Greece was under judgment. All these civilizations were under judgment, but then, you know, everything restarted and we were in the United States. Why can't this be just another warning? 
is it, do you think this is the last warning? Yes, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna answer both of your questions. One of them is an observation you made. I'm gonna slightly modify it. Doesn't mean I disagree with you. I do wanna slightly modify what's going on with parents and children. Uh, this also is prophetic. This is what Jesus said in Matthew 24, and he said, warn to those that are with child and those that give suck in those days. Now he was really talking about the first century Roman empire. We know eschatologically that the great warnings given by John the Baptist, Jesus Christ, and the apostles was against the church, uh, uh, the nation of Israel and the Roman empire. They were warning for 37 years that if they would not repent, God would bring his judgment upon them, destroy Israel, destroy the temple, scatter them abroad, that was another dispurrier, and destroy this, uh, uh, yeah, this, this uh, dispariah um, and, and the destruction of the Roman Empire that was uh, described and prophesied by Daniel in Daniel chapter two. Stone cut out without hands, smashing the whole sense system. And here we are in the latter stages of what I am teaching right now is called the end of the sixth trumpet. And we are in the seventh trumpet. And that seventh trumpet is blowing right now, which is a trumpet of warning, according to Revelation chapter 11. And certainly you and I are seeing uh, God's passive and active judgment on the Western world, because to whom much is given, much is required. We have received massive blessings from God as a nation to even be brought into existence the way we have. And we have been given massive responsibilities to establish a nation, a society, a hemisphere in the world that operates out of biblical truth, a biblical worldview, a, an empirical, scientific, evidence-based system of determining what constitutes reality in the physical dimension so that it corresponds with reality according to the biblical truth, because the biblical truth is the substratum to all reality. God spoke this world into existence. He's the creator. He created it by divine fiat, ex nihilo. And then he set it up with rules by which we could understand who it is that made it and how and why he made it. So the mechanisms behind the creation of the world are clearly seen, Paul says in Romans chapter one, and they affirm his eternal power and Godhead so that we are without excuse as to who made the world, how it is designed and how it is to function. And our part is to actually learn what God wants us to learn about the world so we can steward and manage it properly. When we don't do that, and God brings judgment on us. We are dealing with Isaiah chapter 26, verse 13, which Isaiah says, warn to you that, that turn things upside down and say to your maker, you have no understanding. You do not know what you did when you made us. Um, is this not, as Isaiah says, esteemed as the potter's clay? And the potter's clay and was a parable that Jeremiah received in Jeremiah 18, where he went down to the potter's house, watched the potter make a pot on the wheel of clay. And because the, the pot was marred, he took the pot and dashed it into pieces and made another pot. And what God was teaching there is that he is the potter, we are the clay. When we rebel against him, we prove to be marred. And God will always bring judgment after a lengthy period of warning nations. And he has warned this nation so long. 
And the group of people in America that are most culpable to the warning are the churches, because to whom much is given, much is required. And that we are not hearing the churches eloquently, elaborately, comprehensively, fervently, prophetically setting forth the truth claims of scripture, mapping it on to what's going on in our society means God has did to America and particularly our churches, the same thing he did with Israel. As Jesus said, he has given them over to slumber and sleep. So their eyes are closed and their hearts are lethargic, weighed down, so they cannot warn. They will not tell the truth. They love to slumber. They love to sleep. They've taken the blue pill. This is the Monday edition of Lifeline. We've got four lines open, one 888 but God will never leave himself without a witness. Ask Frederick uh, Dietrich Bonhoeffer, ask any era where evil started to prevail. There were men and women who cried out and told the truth, and they gave God glory. How about you? We'll be right back. And now back to Lifeline. The time is 6.06 on the Monday edition of Lifeline. We are in our second hour. We are free to run. I have three lines open, one 888 Three lines open, one 888 Let me speak to the first question that, or at least the observation that Ann from Palo Alto made about um, uh, parents and children. I quoted from Matthew 24, uh, Jesus says, one to them that give suck in those days and that are with child. And the reason why is because that was a prophetic expression that Jesus himself took from his own prophets. Hosea talked about it. Amos talked about it. The book of Deuteronomy lays out warning judgments in Deuteronomy 28 that um, the judgments would be so bad upon Israel in the days in which they would be brought into captivity. God would bring such a horrific calamity in their life that the women would be eating their own children. Um, and we saw that, you and I have studied that um, at length here at Grace Bible Church in Hayward. And we saw that Deuteronomy 28 said he would give them over to plagues, he would give them over to consumption, he would give them over to famine. And these are things that you and I are recognizing today, um, albeit in a very uh, <clears throat> mild way in America, and that's because we have the highest levels of technology at the synthetic level. But you take countries that don't have the technology that we do, they are experiencing, even as we speak, massive shortages of food, shortages of water, and starvation. They are dying by the millions. And when people are dealing with the level of severity of that kind, as God said, they will eat their own children. And that's what we're seeing as a metaphor here. The issue of parents succumbing to their children, uh, letting their children tell them what they are is utterly absurd and insane. Uh, and that parents don't have the internal fortitude to control the child's uh, irrational attitudinal behavior, notwithstanding their struggle with what, what might be called gender dysphoria, which is a term highly debated and has been so for many decades in the American Medical Association, as well as the uh, 
American Psychological Association in terms of definitions and symptoms. But today it's being told to be normal because the medical industry and the psychiatric and psychological industry is also captivated by the regulatory systems of big pharma and they have a medical answer for everything. So parents are scared to death because parents are ignorant. Parents are having miracles when they have children. When you have a child, you have a miracle. And miracles from God. To think that you could raise that child, that miracle, without the miracle maker himself giving you instructions is a vain mission that according to Job says you will simply raise your children to be swords. They will be evil. They will be wicked. They will be ungodly. This is Isaiah chapter three. Children will be your oppressors. That's what's going on today. And women shall rule over you. It's a remarkable thing that you aren't hearing hardly at all from the men. Because we're way past male leadership today. And that's what you got going on here right now. The conversation are held, they are maintained, they are generated, they are modified. They're controlled largely by women. And the children are being metaphorically and spiritually and practically consumed by the mothers. This is called the, um, uh, the child-eating mother metaphor. Um, she's just the hostile um, mother that eats her own. And that's where we are in our society today because of a breakdown, a destruction of, uh, of society at large. So this, this should help and because it's just absolutely true. It's horrific to see it. And, um, and we are also talking about how that one of the biggest criminal activities that's going on in our world right now is, uh, is child theft and slavery. And uh, to the tunes of trillions of dollars. So they don't want you to see the sounds of freedom and they're telling you it's a conspiracy and it's part of QAnon and all of that good stuff. Remember what I told you in the beginning of the program? When they tell you to not go right, go right. When they tell you not to listen to that person, listen to them carefully, discreetly, discerningly. When they tell you that's a conspiracy theory, check it out. It's what they did with Jesus. It's what they did with the apostles. That's the tactic of the enemy. He wants to deflect you from a pursuit of what the facts are. Um, be wise, be prudent, and deal with it. one 367 Let's begin the conversation with Donna from San Mateo on line number one. Donna, are you there? Hi. Yes, I am, Pastor Jesse. So I wanted to talk about um, your uh, your remark in the beginning of uh, the show where you were talking about um, the rollout of this new virus that's coming or whatever yeah. it is that's coming. And yeah. um, what I noticed is that the way that they're doing it is like it's a new game rollout or it's the new upgrade to your phone or it's the new phone or it's uh, um, new pharmaceutical this brand new drug that's going to come out that's going to cure cancer or you know just the way that they're doing it to get people or a new movie coming you know everybody's got to get the new new playstation or the new whatever it is xbox and um i think that they're routing it towards people that are constantly on the phones or in that type of tech world or even in the medical uh, system where these are their patients that are wait, waiting for their next drugs or whatever to come out. You know, it's like 
they're waiting. It's almost like a new, I don't know how to say it. It's a new fad that's coming out. So if they introduce it like this, a new rollout is coming, prepare, get ready. You're going to get to have it too. But they're using fear. And I think fear is a great motivator for a lot of people uh, to do something, um, either run away, which is sometimes sound, um, or run to, you know, like in the old uh, movies, you always see them, the people, instead of running away from the monster, they're running to the monster, they're going sure. to see this stuff, or they can't, sure. you know, or a train wreck, how you have to always look at that train wreck, even though yeah. you shouldn't even be there. That's right. Um, no, I, I think your observations, I think your, I think your observations are, are um, spot on. Let's talk about it for a few minutes, Donna. Okay. First of all, the World Health Organization, the World Economic Forum, uh, Davos, all of these global conglomerates that are working together, they have swallowed their own blue pill. They are part of what Aldous Huxley said, uh, a society of machine-controlled, almost empty-brained bots. It's really bizarre because um, if you remember when we, and you do, because you and Lisa were there, when we watched uh, through the high wire about a two and a half hour presentation with the World Health Organization trying to figure out what they were gonna do in terms of trying to manage uh, people who were being discouraged and people who were being told to be critical of the, uh, of the, of the jab. Uh, they had a lot of different scientists, a lot of different nations there trying to figure out how to overcome what they were calling vaccine hesitation. You remember that? And they oh, were yeah. fit to be tied because they didn't have any kind of uh, legitimate policy to stop those of us who are simply being skeptical and scientific about a rollout product that had never been done before. And, uh, and during that time, what they came up with, as you remember, was we need to have a, a an organization, an organ that simply goes around framing narratives that makes it look positive, makes it look like the thing to do, makes it look like it's just part of the family, it's part of the society, it's part of your life. It's as normal as apple pie. And when you use the term new, 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 you are absolutely right. It's a new upgrade. This is like upgrading, upgrade your phone, you know, upgrade this, upgrade that. Oh, by the way, upgrade your vaccine. Now that language is all indicating that these institutions have viewed human beings not as organic entities, but for sure synthetic entities that must be upgraded continually in order to be transformed into the kind of society they want. You do remember what they said. Our goal is to get off of an organic natural immunity and onto a vaccine-dominated immunity world. And so they're continuing with their policies as we speak. So the language that you're picking up on indicates and suggests, Donna, that people who are fundamentally worldly, who are given to all of these new fads and gadgets and given over to this propaganda, are going to just easily slide into this, particularly when the next set of pressures of fear and uh, potential danger comes down, they're gonna just like Pavlov's dog, just immediately hop to attention and go right back to the same methodology we were dealing with a year and a half ago, 
because they are asleep. Listen, thank you for the call. Great, great insight, by the way. I, I love that. I think we'll pick up on that and kind of flesh that out as we go because uh, George Bernay was the father of propaganda. He hung out with Sigmund Freud and Freud and 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 and, and Darwin and and Marx. They were all together in this new world order of destroying humanity and therefore destroying God. All of this is coming from the same abyss and pit of hell of uh, uber humanism and transhumanism. Uh, if you do your studies. And the word of God is exactly right about all this. This here is leading towards the open face antichrist system that the Bible says would occur in these last days. I've got three lines open, one 367 1-888-367-5329. If you want to talk about this and more, give me a call. We'll be right back. And now back to Lifeline. We are back to time 622. I'm, I'm just thinking, I'm going to deal with an article first concerning uh, graphene oxide, uh, a big argument and debate that was going on earlier around the contents uh, in, in the uh, jabs. But I was thinking, you just heard, um, as it were, an interview with John MacArthur. And if you guys know John, like I've known John for years, I've known his voice like people know my voice in, in the Bay Area and, 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 and throughout the country and in many different parts, parts of the world as well. If they hear my voice, they know it's me. It didn't sound like John. It sounded like, um, it sounded like a synthetic voice or an, an artificially intelligence generated voice. Is that the way that sounded to you? <clears throat> Quite interesting. Now, I do know the person that, that produced that program because he produced mine. I'm going to find out. Um, and the only reason I raise that is because in the coming weeks, months, and years, there's going to be so much uh, intermingling of artificial intelligence um, uh, uh, improvisation, if I can use that term, uh, implementation into all kinds of technical things. Christians will be using them. Non-Christians will be using them. And they will play a role in many ways of modifying very much like... Uh, when you do these kind of uh, airbrushing of people's uh, visible appearances uh, on on the internet or in media, you know, they would airbrush women and airbrush men, make them look good, get rid of the wrinkles. Now we're gonna have all that with the artificial intelligence as well, but they could have done a better job in my opinion because John's still alive. He's older now, his voice is a little bit more um, uh, shaky, but that's okay, he's still blessed. Um, and, and, and yet that one there was deep. It was, uh, it was interesting, just very interesting. You guys keep your ear open to the gradual incremental invasion of artificial intelligence as a kind of synthesis with human beings. The FDA confirms graphene oxide is in the MRI COVID-19 vaccines after being forced to publish confidential, confidential Pfizer documents by order of the U. As federal courts. Now, you guys know this. Those of you have been listening for years, you know we we said that way too many scientists were able to actually deconstruct. They were actually to reverse engineer the contents in the vaccine. And you would hear all these people say, no, there's no graphene oxide in the vaccines. No, the vaccines don't have this kind of uh, adjuvant in there that would create um, some magnetic draws where people are uh, now being able to put spoons and pennies and quarters, et cetera, on their body, or they would glow in the area that they got shot. So all of that was shot down, you guys, remember? Um, and once again, it was said conspiracy theorists 
They are, they are giving you all of these crazy notions about the vaccines. Well, here it is. Pfizer tried to hide it for 77 years, but good lawyers and good institutions just dug it out. I'm just gonna give you a little bit on it and then we're gonna, we're gonna move on to your phone calls. This is by the expose. The expose was one of the uh, um, alternative news outlets that um, uh, Facebook and Google shot down because they were just getting at it like a few others. But you know, when they shoot you down, you just find another platform to do your work. The COVID-19 vaccines have been at the center of a heated debate since their introduction with many questions and concerns raised about their safety and effectiveness. Speculation has also been rife that the COVID-19 injections may contain traces of graphene oxide, a highly toxic and a conductive substance. I'm not gonna go into the details. You guys already know what the whole use of graphene oxide has been with the military, as well as with the medical industry for many, many decades before it was employed in, uh, in vaccines, but certainly it's been employed in vaccines. But here we are once again, Medicine regulators with the support of mainstream media have repeatedly denied these claims, but they were lying to you. Because recent evidence has emerged that confirms the presence of graphene oxide, a highly toxic and conductive substance in the Pfizer vaccine. And it has come from the US Food and Drug Administration, which has been forced to publish the confidential Pfizer documents by order of the federal court in the USA. Now, I'm not gonna get into all the details, magnificent expose. It gets into all of the mechanisms, all of the reasons and designs and the problems with the toxicity levels in the jab, including the graphene oxide, all the details, stuff that is going on for a long time and the symptoms that people get when you are uh, invaded in your body with high levels of graphene oxide, particularly when it breaks the uh, blood brain barrier and gets into your brain. This is where you have problems with autism, have problems with dementia, Alzheimer's and, and all kinds of neurological abnormalities. Um, and, and they're going to get at it because, you know, eventually the truth comes out. They're going to, they're going to get this out in the public. And by the time we do, Anthony Fauci and a few others will be hiding in their bunkers, but so be it. Let me go to line number two and talk with Sheila from Oakland. Sheila, are you there? Sheila from Oakland on line number two, if Sheila is not there. Hello? Can you hear me? Hi, Sheila. Hi. Uh, this is my you? first time calling. This is my oh, first great. time Thank calling. you for calling. So, um, all I can remember, your name is Pastor. So, I'm just going to call uh, you Well, Pastor. most people call me PJ. <laughs> okay, PJ. Um, I just want to go back uh, to the beginning of your conversation when I first heard you about the, the man that's uh, trying to get uh, feed breastfeeding babies yes yeah, called chest feeding yeah well okay well <laughs> chest feeding <laughs> i'm sorry that kind of threw me off well i just wanted to make a comment on that away i just wanted to make a comment on that because sure. uh i heard you talk about it and <clears throat> called chest feeding and the thing is I sit here and I watch a lot of things on the news and I tell my family about certain things and they don't believe me until it happens. Right. But, uh, the chest, the chest feeding thing, 
you know, uh, I just don't agree with and how men are trying to, what they're trying to do is abolish women, period. But uh, I had a daughter that caught COVID. She was breastfeeding. And her breast milk turned a different color. She actually- Yes, it did. And what reason why it changed colors is because her baby had COVID. And the doctor told her that because it changed colors, because the body is producing antibiotics for the baby. So, however, they can try to shoot them up and pump them up, but they, God designed a woman's body for the woman. And he designed a man you. for a man. So even if he chest feeds, if that baby gets sick, the milk is not going to work. Because God really went in on the inside and designed every little cell, blood cell. He designed that. And that's something a man can never get. And I was shocked when she told me what color it changed. I said, it changed what color? She said the doctor said it changed because the baby had COVID. And it was shooting the antibiotics into the baby while the baby was breastfeeding. Yeah, that's your God. Sheila, that's your God. That's how God works. Um, this is why, this is why uh, women alone have the dignity of bringing life into this world. And breastfeeding accomplishes so many things in terms of not just bonding. We love to keep talking about the the emotional element, and that's certainly true. But the profundity of the total physiological benefit that the child has from the breast milk of a healthy mother is infinitely better than any kind of synthetic formula that uh, right. the pseudo uh, the the uh, pseudo industries could ever make and 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 we we cannot we cannot duplicate what god did we cannot duplicate and in when, when we try sheila uh we're going to fail miserably and we're going to hurt society when we do it we're going to hurt society women were made as a profoundly uh, viable organic entity. This is why Adam named his wife Eve, the mother of living. And so you can't, you can't, re- you can't outdo God. You just, you can't outdo God. The facsimile of synthetic attempts at trying to make a real woman are laughable. They are absurd. We, we ought to detest them. We ought to protest them. Um, I'd rather have the original design by God than anything else man could ever attempt to do. And then also I want to mention, um, I was talking to my family one day and I told them, I said, you ever thought about a trans man when they say trans man, that a man that <laughs> wants to be a woman? I said, he, he's actually a man, wants to be a woman, but he's still attracted to a man that's gay. 100%. Um, I'm glad you I'm glad you are shuffling the cards very well. I'm glad you are organizing the new al- alphabet soup, my sister, very well. I'm glad you are putting the blocks in order the way you should. And God said he would give us a sound mind, a spirit of love and power and of a sound mind to do just that. So you don't have to buy into the crazy. You are absolutely right. A trans man is just a man that's trying to be a female to get another man 
and often that is nothing but a gay attraction. They just fell into the trap of this new pharmaceutical agenda of thinking that we can swap, change, modify, <laughs> institute new body parts. And believe you me, they are gazillions of miles away from creating real women breasts and real women productive organs. It is a fiasco. <clears throat> it is a harm. It is rude. It is crude. It is painful. It is tragic. The lack of even remote uh, correlation between the real thing and the fake thing. That's all I have to say. My dear sister, continue listening to the program, if you will, and call us back again. Sheila, God bless you. Got to take a hard break when we come back. The number is one 367 1-888-367-5329. We'll be right back. And now back to Lifeline. The time is 637 on the Monday edition of Lifeline. We've got about 20 minutes to go. If you want to give me a call, 1 888 367 Let's um, enjoy our constitutional right, freedom of speech. Let's enjoy the benefit of dialogue and discourse. <clears throat> we don't have to agree, but we do want to be reasonable and civil and God honoring. Um, so let's talk. 1 888 to nine. We're going to go to line one and talk with Audie from Sacramento. Audie, are you there? Hi, Pastor. How are you? I'm great. What's going on, young lady? I liked how you touched on earlier about the sound of freedom. I haven't seen it, but I've seen a lot of videos of people talking about it being a conspiracy theory. But yet, I see a bunch of people on Instagram and all these different places talking about their brothers missing, their sisters missing, their cousins missing. All these different people are coming up missing. Yeah, our government is pushing out the fact that this is a conspiracy theory. And it seems a lot like people in higher places may have something to do with the fact that people are coming out missing because they're the ones that are pushing the fact that this is a conspiracy theory. They're also the ones pushing out the abortion thing, the transgender. It seems a lot like people in higher places, as the Bible kind of talks about, uh, and the principalities in the higher places are pushing more of the, not really woke, the sleep thing that talked about, you talked about Antichrist. So I just wanted to get your take on that. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think you got it spot on. So because you have also been keeping up with our train of thought <clears throat> and our, our, our fundamental thesis has been for the last couple of years, buddy, is that our government lies, our government has lied, and our government is lying to us now. Our government lies. We have a history of it. This is why the Freedom of Information Act is so necessary. I was just talking about the graphene oxide in the vaccines or the jab. And we've got so much data now that they forced them to let out hundreds of thousands of pages of data. Uh, they knew what they were doing when they put the graphene in there. The graphene oxide was designed to be a kind of binding component for the uh, uh what they call lipid nanoparticle that allows the spike protein to connect to the cell, but it's also filled with toxicities too. This is why people have been getting sick, not only from the spike protein, but from the lipid nanoparticle, as well as from the graphene oxide. They all have toxicity levels to them that are harmful and dangerous to the body um, at the cellular level. Um, and so they knew this going in and they know it now. 
And here we are talking about the most valuable commodity on the planet, our children. And as you said, Adi, um, you can go online, listen to all your friends talking about this person's missing, that person is missing. Hundreds of thousands of young people, kids are missing all over America. And America is one of the largest places where the abductions, abductions are taking place. And according to an article that I have in front of me, uh, a big part of that is taking place at the open borders right there in Texas. And the Obama, uh, the Biden administration knows about it. And they know that the cartels in Mexico are sending over these uh, children and young girls and young boys and, and selling them to uh, people here in America. And we know this is going on in Europe. We know this is going on at the highest level of governments around the world, in the parliament, amongst the filthy wealthy. We already got a lot of information from uh, Jeffrey Epstein and all of the dignitaries that traversed his islands, not one island, multiple islands, multiple islands where these things are going on. I just sent out a presentation last week. You guys should have got it on what's happening in Haiti with this very same thing. And yet behind the Haiti abductions and selling of children and sacrificing of children are the uh, Bill and Hillary Clinton Foundation. So they're all in this. This has been going on way, 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 way back even before uh, the Bushes. And it's starting to leak out because we have uh, more media outlets that are able to do several things. One is the alternative media outlets are available for whistleblowers. Who are whistleblowers? Whistleblowers are people who come out of those agencies with a heart to tell the truth, but they know they can't go to the stated news initiative, your media legacy media outlet, without being completely uh, destroyed and told to be a nut or a conspiracy theorist. So they come to major platforms outside of that mechanism. And fortunately, Twitter is allowing tons of this data. If it wasn't for Twitter, we wouldn't have been able to get as much information on Big Pharma as we, as we do now. Uh, and, and also on the Biden administration. So as Jesus said in Matthew chapter 10, what is done in the dark will come to the light as long as God's people continue to press the issue. For you and me around um, the sound of freedom, which people should see if they can, and we'll deconstruct some of the arguments around it. Uh, you just need to see it if you haven't, or just watch the presentation done by Jordan B. Peterson with the two uh, main characters who, who presented uh, that Sound of Grace. Sound of Grace was a movie done some eight years ago, but it's just been held up by uh, bureaucratic fear and is just now being able to be out, let out because there have been uh, monies uh, given, contributed to that project so that it can get out. It would have never gotten out if it was really stuck in the hands of Disney. Disney had it first and they said no. Why? <clears throat> because it comes way too close to home as to why is our government allowing this. We've got stuff uh, about what's going on in Texas with this going all the way back to the bushes, all the way back to the, to the Bohemian Grove, uh, all the way back to, again, to the parliament in, in Europe, uh, all the way back to the British crown, uh, and all the way back to the Catholic Church, the Vatican and the popes. This is all connected to the scandal of pedophilia, pederasty, homosexuality, transgenderism, and child sacrifice. 
This is all part of the bestiality uh, de-escalation of human value written about in Leviticus chapters 18 through 22, which I told us God has laid out for us what a society that does not believe in God looks like, and this is where we are. And children are almost always the victims of it. So what we need to do is we need to be sober, we need to be vigilant, we need to be prayerful, um, we need to be uh, sympathetic and empathetic. We need to be anti-party uh, oriented. We're, we're not in this to create party uh, distinctions because we're not zealot uh, mercenaries wanting to kill people. Uh, we do want the truth. We definitely do. And we want God to prevail in delivering those children from such a hard, 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 hard experience. Keep your eyes open, young lady. Keep your ears open. The Lord keep you. The Lord bless you. The Lord bless all young people that's trying to find the truth in these days. Got to take a hard break. I'll try to close out with Gary and, and uh, Lewis from Hayward if we can after this short break. We'll be right back. And now back to Lifeline. All right, we're back. We've got about 10 minutes to go. Let's see if we can have a conversation or two quickly. Gary from Oakland on line two. Gary, what's your thoughts briefly? Hey, PJ, how you doing? Hey, what's going on? Okay, glad uh, it's my first time talking to you. I finally got both yeah. of you, too. I, I, uh, um, I just wanted to comment on, on the jab, as you know yeah. what I'm dealing with. I uh, mentioned that... Uh, far as the jab, I would uh, cross that bridge whenever I got to it. And, uh, well, obviously I had to cross the bridge and I was there and I put up such a protest about such a thing when I brought to their attention about um, how could this be going on and you holding what I'm dealing with hostage if I didn't do it. Uh, right. But you got hospital doors are open, people not six feet apart anymore, nobody's wearing masks but you're still forcing this jab on people. What is right. the reason for this? And right. no one had an answer. Uh, and, uh, you know, and it leads me to think that, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not very easy at um, being uh, told to do something when I don't want to do it. Uh, I agree. But, you know, but it's just, Concerning now, I see how they are manipulating the mindset into doing things out of fear and, and intimidation. And I, for the first time, I never felt so intimidated as to not be in control of my whole body the way I've always been. And I just wanted to express my anger and concern about such a thing. No, I agree. Um, I agree. Let me say, this is why I was saying before I took our previous break, break uh, to Audi, that we want to be sympathetic and we want to be uh, kind in our understanding of, you know, the cost that people pay for standing up for what's right <clears throat> and why sometimes people collapse into it. <clears throat> um, one of the things I'm going to say briefly, just for your encouragement, when are you and I supposed to be getting together, Gary? Is it tomorrow or is it Wednesday? Did Gary drop or Gary probably dropped. Gary, you need to email me. Yeah, can you um, yeah, yeah. When are we supposed to get together? Oh, yeah. Well, we are both agreed at 11 o'clock on Thursday. Okay, all right. I just needed to, I needed it because my schedule is filling it up. I'll see you then. Here's what I want to okay. say. Yeah, here's what I want to say to everyone that has succumbed to the jab. Um, 
the way that they um, produced, manufactured these uh, these vials were uh, in the millions, factories all over the world. And, and this is well known, FOIA Act has laid this out as well. And um, there are all kinds of variables as to why some people got harmed and others didn't. One very concrete and clear variable is that one, there were uh, some vaccines that were simply placebo. Some jabs were purely placebo. They were just, you know, saline in them. Uh, and, 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 and the uh, mRNA technology was not at all in them. They do that for control testing in areas as well. This is something that's very clearly also laid out. They were able to test those vials. Uh, and those vials that were saline-oriented had, uh, had numbers, had lots to them, and they were able to see uh, areas in, within our country, the blue states and red states, where they sent these vials, because you know the distribution of them had to have some intelligence behind them. They weren't just sent out randomly. Uh, everybody knows that. You can't do research when you have an open trial system like we have if it were just random. So they knew where the vials went. They knew largely what was in the vials. The other, uh, re and therefore, there were a lot of people for whom they got the shot. It did absolutely nothing. It didn't harm them. It didn't help them. That's very clear. Uh, and this is what we would pray was the case for many of people that we care and love about, that they were just such as dodged the bullet. But we also know that there are many that didn't dodge the bullet. I'm dealing with that even as we speak because the symptoms are so very clear about what it does in terms of the immune reaction and, uh, and the uh, harm for people who have had spike protein in their systems uh, running all the way through their body. The biodistribution of the spike protein is getting everywhere in certain people's bodies, in the brain, in the liver, in the kidneys, in the heart, in the lungs, in the bile, all kinds of places, and thus people are getting sick. Uh, we've, we've talked about that <clears throat> for a long time. There, so therefore, uh, uh, Gary, one of the things I would say is we can easily hope and pray that we were either dealing with a vial that was nothing but saline or very low uh, spike protein content, because that is also what they found, that there were vials that were manufactured, particularly around the world. This is such a big scam, you guys, because trillions of dollars were made. And some manufacturing plants were so horrible in their uh, production of these vaccines that nothing was in those vials but junk. Some of the vials would be as clear as day. Other vials would be filled with all kinds of matter you can see with your own eyes. Japan struggled with that. Um, Italy struggled with that. Other parts of the world struggled with that. They told about it. They, they let the world know, hey, we got all kind of junk in here, including graphene oxide and other, other uh, concomitants as well. But that wasn't true across the board. So this was a kind of Russian roulette on the part of the people. But the far, big farmer knew what they were doing. They pulled AstraZeneca right away. They pulled Moderna right away because both of them had major amounts of uh, the um, mRNA technology in them that were extremely harmful, really hurting people and killing people early on in the trials. They pulled it. The only one that was able to continue going was Moderna, and Moderna wasn't safe in terms of the legal standing for safety and efficacy with the vaccines. 
All that's coming out now, all that's clear, all that's evident, and that's why we would say when we have loved ones that have succumbed, um, that we hope and pray that the the uh, contents were null and void because of a manufacturer's flaw, because they we understood that the uh, the uh, the lipid nanoparticle element is so unstable, and the um, mRNA technology is so unstable. The RNA is that it breaks down after a while and is just useless. So you know nothing happened. Hallelujah, we praise the Lord. We thank God for those kind of mishaps because otherwise um, it could be it could have been much more horrific than it is. Um, but to to um, close uh, on our thoughts on this today because we only have one minute, the reality is is that no government should be forcing any human being to take something that does not disclose the contents. There was no disclosure of contents with this jab. And they argued propriety rights because of uh, patent, patent uh, matters. That is such a scam. It's wickedness. It's evil to the highest degree. They could have put strychnine in there. They could have put anything in there. It's a shame. And our governments need to be held accountable for that. But for you, you have every right to say, no, I need to know what you're putting in me. And you should. You're a free person. You're responsible for your freedom. You're responsible for your soul and the souls of your children as well. This is the Monday edition of Lifeline Bible Study tomorrow at Grace at 630. Then again on Friday at 630 as well. We welcome you all to come out to hear sound, expository, exegetical teaching of God's word. Uh, and preaching and exaltation of the Lord Jesus Christ, who is Lord of all. And he's even proving that now on his throne. He's Lord of lords and King of kings. I see his rule. I hope you do too. Until then, the Lord bless you. The Lord keep you. The Lord cause his face to shine upon you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you. The Lord be gracious to you. The Lord give you his peace in Jesus' name. Opinions expressed in the preceding program do not necessarily represent the views of the ownership, staff, or management of KFAX. Copyright Salem Communications, all rights reserved. Thank you.